You're listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast, a Bible study podcast for kids and parents. We're your hosts, Will, Charlotte, and Chase, but we call him Dad. Dad'll work too. Each week, we're talking about the world of the Bible, along with interesting facts, history, and words to help you better understand what you read. The Bible doesn't have to be confusing. It actually makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you just need to talk it through. We hope our conversations help your family have some better conversations, too. Conversations are always good. We hope it helps us all know Jesus better and learn to follow him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's talk Bible. Today we're finishing Luke chapter 2. Today we are finishing Luke chapter 2, and it's actually a really important piece of scripture because Luke will record Jesus's first words. Now, when we left off, Jesus was just a baby, right? But Luke fast forwards until Jesus was the age of 12. Charlotte and Will, how old are you guys? I'm nine. And I'm six years old. So Jesus was just a little bit older than you guys, not a whole lot older than you, Will. So Luke fast forwards, gives us this story when Jesus was the age of 12, really a boy or a young man. And it's an important story because we'll get Jesus's first recorded words in Luke's gospel. So let's get mom in here and let's read today's passage. Let's go, mom. Luke chapter 2, verse 39. So when Joseph and Mary had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Now Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem every year for the feast of the Passover. When he was twelve years old, they went up according to custom. But when the feast was over, as they were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but because they assumed that he was in their group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they began to look for him among their relatives and acquaintances. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard Jesus were astonished at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were overwhelmed. His mother said to him, Child, why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. But he replied, Why were you looking for me? Didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? Yet his parents did not understand the remark he made to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with people. Thanks, Mom, for reading our passage for this week. Hey, I got a question. Aren't there supposed to be wise men? That's a good observation, Charlotte. You're right. When we tell the Christmas story, the birth of Jesus, we talk about there being both shepherds and there being wise men or magi. But those actually are different depending on the Gospels. Luke doesn't record the Magi, the wise men coming. Doesn't mean that they didn't come. Luke has just decided to focus his story on other things. And Matthew is the Gospel that includes the part about the wise men. What Luke seems to be doing is he seems to be speeding up Jesus's birth story. He gives us Jesus being born, Jesus presented at the temple as we talked about last week, and then he fast forwards all the way until Jesus is age 12. 
And he does that with that opening summary statement that says that Jesus grew wise and in the favor of the Lord, and they went to live at Nazareth. We know from Matthew's gospel a little bit more about what happened, that Jesus was born, they went and presented him at the temple, and then they settled back in Bethlehem. And it was probably during this time that the wise men and magi came to Bethlehem. And it's also during this time that Herod began to search for Jesus, having learned about his birth. So do you remember where Mary and Joseph and Jesus fled to? Egypt. They fled to Egypt. And they stayed there until they heard from the Lord that it was safe to come back. But as they came back to Bethlehem, one of Herod the Great's son, a man named Archelaus, Herod Archelaus, was ruling over Judea. And he was not a good ruler. And the whole region was turning into chaos and violence. And so Mary and Joseph decided not to go back to Bethlehem, but instead to return to Nazareth in Galilee, where they're from. And at the time, one of Herod's other sons, Antipas, was ruling in Galilee. So Luke takes all of that history and he summarizes it by simply saying, and Jesus's family went back to Nazareth in the region of Galilee. So that's why we're missing the Magi. I think we've also got another important person, place, or thing to talk about. Last week, we said we were going to talk about the temple, and I want to talk a little bit more about that, but specifically a part of the temple that's being mentioned here. So let's hit the button and we'll get into it. It's an important person, place, or thing. We've uncovered a person, place, or thing that's important for you to learn more about. Today's important person, place, or thing is Passover. What we want to do is we want to continue our conversation about the temple. Remember last week we talked about the temple as a place where the Jews would go up to make sacrifices for their sins, but also sacrifices of worship. The priests would make those sacrifices. Well, this week we want to continue talking about the temple, but talk about these religious holidays or festivals. What are some of the religious holidays that we celebrate today? Christmas? Easter? Christmas and Easter are important religious holidays when we remember Jesus being born and we remember Jesus dying and being resurrected. There were three important Jewish holidays that people often traveled to Jerusalem. There were more than just the three holidays, but the three that people would often go up to the temple to worship at from all over Israel were Passover, Sukkot, or the Festival of Booths, as well as Pentecost. And we read in our story today that Jesus and his family were coming as they did once a year from Nazareth where they lived up to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Do you remember what Passover celebrated? When the angel passed over the house, when Moses freed the Israelites from Egypt. It is. It's a part of the Exodus story. When Moses had gone down, God brought 10 plagues upon Egypt. And then the final plague, because of the sacrifice of a lamb, and they placed its blood over the doorposts to mark the houses that believed and trusted in God, that God passed over those houses and didn't bring any of his plagues to those homes. So the Jews remembered the Passover as how God had protected them, how he had freed them, and it became an important opportunity every year for them to practice these sacrifices. So it was Mary and Joseph had gone up to Jerusalem to participate and celebrate in Passover. Now, Jerusalem was already a pretty major city, but when people from all over the world and all over Israel flooded into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, one of the biggest festivals of the year, it became even bigger with people, people camping and staying in every rented home and all the small towns around. They would sleep in the hills, probably even the streets. People flooded into Jerusalem for these celebrations. So it would have been a crowded place when Mary and Joseph came up. So let's keep talking about the temple in weeks to come, because Jesus is going to continue interacting with the temple. But so far, what we've seen is that the temple was used to worship God through sacrifices, 
And the temple was also a place that the Jews came to celebrate festivals and remember their history as God's people. Well, let's get into our passage of Scripture and discuss what we read today. So we were talking a little bit about the temple and how busy it would have been with all of the people coming up to participate in the Passover worship. You could see where, as they were celebrating those several days and as they began to head home, probably traveling with their extended family and other friends from Nazareth, Mary and Joseph got an entire day's journey away from Jerusalem. And what did they discover? Jesus wasn't with them. Jesus had been left behind in Jerusalem. Can you believe that? They're an entire day away, and they realized Jesus wasn't traveling with them. So they rushed back to Jerusalem to try to find Jesus. And by the time they arrived, it had been a day's journey away, a day's journey back, and they found him on the third day. Do you remember where they found Jesus? In the temple. Jesus was in the temple. Now, since we've been talking about the temple, let's add to our mental picture of the temple. The temple had a massive courtyard. At the very center, there was a building, the actual temple where the Holy of Holies was. But then there were sets of courtyards that had stone pavement, so giant stone kind of parks that spread out. Outside of the temple building, there was the courtyard where the sacrifices were made. Then there was another courtyard where they had the courtyard of the women. Jewish women and men were allowed. Then there was a broader courtyard where Jews were allowed with a fence around it that marked out anybody who was not a Jew could not enter. And then beyond that, they had an even larger platform where people would gather to do business, and they would also gather to teach and talk about Scripture and learn about the Scriptures together. That's where Mary and Joseph found Jesus. He was sitting with Jewish teachers, and they were discussing and talking about the scriptures. Have you ever been lost? It felt like I was lost sometimes, but I really wasn't. I went outside once when my mom and dad didn't know when I was little. And how do you think moms and dads normally respond when they find a lost child? They're, like, happy and excited. They sort of get, they're sort of excited that they found you. And they're also sort of like, and they also sort of like, never do that again. I think that's a good description. Parents feel two feelings at the same time. You want to tell your child you disobeyed, don't ever do that. And you also want to grab them and hug them and squeeze them and not let them go. And that's a little bit of what you get with Mary. Mary says to Jesus, why have you treated us like this? She's a little bit frustrated because she was so scared and wanted to find Jesus. And Jesus says something kind of strange. We said in our introduction that these were the very first recorded words of Jesus in the story. And so Jesus said to his mother, why have you been looking for me? Didn't you know I would be in my father's house? Or you could translate it, didn't you know I would be about my father's business? The very first recorded words that Jesus speaks in Luke come as a 12-year-old boy saying to his mom, why were you looking for me? Now, I think Luke has used that phrase because it's a bigger question than just this story. Luke is using this question of Jesus to ask all of us, why are we looking for Jesus? What are we doing when we come to Jesus? Mary was looking for Jesus because she was worried about him. It was her job as his mom and Joseph's job as his father to protect him and keep him safe. And so they were looking for him because, as the Bible tells us, they were worried. But Jesus was busy doing his father's work. Part of what makes Jesus' story so interesting is he has both an earthly father, Joseph, but he also has a heavenly father, which is God. 
And Jesus says that they shouldn't have been worried or afraid because Jesus was doing what God had asked him to do. He was teaching and learning scripture and asking questions and answering questions. And so this question, why were you seeking me, is a really important one. It tells us that Mary didn't fully understand this and that she pondered these things in her heart. She thought about them. And I think what Luke wants us to do is we've been reading all of these introductory stories about Jesus. Remember, we've talked about how Zechariah was made silent And we talked about how Mary described herself as a humble servant. And we've talked about how Simeon and Anna were watching and waiting and praying and filled with the Holy Spirit. I think Luke wants to prepare us and help us think about how we will read the rest of this story. How do we be the kind of person that can follow Jesus and understand Jesus? And so Jesus' very first words in this whole story is, Why are you seeking Jesus? Why are you looking for Jesus? And that's a good question for us to ask ourselves. Why do we want to know more about Jesus? Why do we want to follow Jesus? Do you guys have some ideas on that? Because he made the heavens and the earth and the water and all that's in them. So that we can be saved. I think those are good. Charlotte, you're describing because Jesus is the ultimate power that created all things. And Will, you're saying because Jesus came that he might save us. Oh, and one more thing to add to my thing. And because he loves us, we should love him. That's good, too. We follow Jesus because he loves us. Sometimes it can be easy to follow Jesus because you just want things from him. Answer my prayers, help me with that. And that's okay. Jesus tells us to pray for the places we need help. But Luke is also telling us that if we're going to follow Jesus, if we're seeking Jesus, sometimes when we find him, Jesus will say things that are hard for us to understand. He'll say things that make us think or that we have to ponder in our hearts as Mary did, that sometimes Jesus will even challenge us and tell us he wants us to live differently or be differently. Luke is preparing us to read this story about Jesus by asking us to consider what we expect to find in Jesus, and are we willing to encounter a Jesus who may ask hard questions or push back on some of our ideas as Jesus was doing with even his mother? Do you remember last week when we talked about Simeon's prophecy? That Simeon said that Jesus would expose our hearts, he would show us what we most want, and he would shape new desires, new wants in our hearts if we followed him. Jesus is already starting to do that, even as a 12-year-old boy. Well, I've got a question today from a friend that I think would be a good one for us to jump into, so let's continue to talk about our passage and answer our friend's question. It's time for our question from a friend segment, where one of our friends asks their question about the passage of scripture we're studying. Will, who do we have a question from today? Today's question comes from Jake. He is 12 years old. All right, let's hear it. Hi, I'm Jake, and I was wondering what were the teachers and Jesus talking about? That's a great question, Jake, and uh, one that I think we don't know the answer for sure, but we've got some pretty good answers. As you read Jesus's story, one of the things you'll find is Jesus is often quoting and teaching from the scripture. Jesus reads from the scroll when he goes into the synagogue or when he's walking with his disciples. It, It says that he was quoting from the law and the prophets and the writings and showing how they all pointed to him. 
And often when Jesus has conversations, Jesus was quoting scripture. When Satan tempted him in the wilderness, Jesus quoted scripture. When the Pharisees tried to stump him with hard questions, Jesus turned to scripture. And even when Jesus taught his followers, he would often say, you've heard it said, and he would quote scripture and then begin to interpret it or explain it. One of the things that often happened in the temple is that teachers or rabbis would gather their followers and would begin to teach, kind of like we might listen to a sermon or a lesson in church. These teachers would talk about scripture, but then their followers would begin to discuss it. They would ask questions and they would offer answers, and they would even have a little bit of debate sometimes about what certain verses might mean. So probably what was happening was Jesus was sitting listening to these teachers and Jesus was asking them questions about the Bible and they were offering answers and asking Jesus questions and Jesus was offering answers. I think that's what Luke is getting at when it talks about Jesus was growing in wisdom and he was growing in God's favor. It says that people were amazed at Jesus's answers and understanding. Now, Jesus obviously as the son of God had some special understanding about the Bible. But Jesus was also learning the Bible as he grew up. His parents were teaching it to him. The synagogue where he probably worshipped in Nazareth was teaching it to him. He was learning it every year when they went up to the temple and heard the stories of these celebrations. So don't you think if Jesus was taking the time to learn about the Bible and to talk about the Bible, it's probably good for us to learn about the Bible and talk about it as well. Hey, that's what we're doing on this podcast. I like talking about the Bible too. That's what helped Jesus grow in his wisdom and understanding. He was learning the scriptures just like we're learning the scriptures. So we can't say exactly what Jesus was talking about, but my best guess is he was doing exactly what we're doing. He was talking about the Bible and what the scriptures mean for our lives. Great question, Jake. All right, I've got an exciting word of the week for you. Um, We might actually sneak two words in here for the same word in English, but uh, we'll first of all get Luke's Greek word. So let's learn it. Each week, we're learning a new word from the original languages of the Bible. You might not know it, but the Bible was originally written in Hebrew and Greek. And a little and Aramaic. And a little Aramaic, that's right also. Each week, we'll teach you an important word from these original languages, so you can better understand the important themes of the Bible. So, let's learn our word of the week. One of the words we've been talking about that I just mentioned is that Jesus grew in wisdom. So I want to teach you the word for wisdom, and I'll offer you the Greek word, but because I like the Hebrew word so much too, why don't we get uh, two words in for today, the Greek word and the Hebrew. So let's start with the Greek word that Luke uses in our passage. When it says that Jesus grew in wisdom, it uses the Greek word Sophia. Can you say Sophia? Sophia. Sophia. I think I heard of people named Sophia before. That's a good way to remember it. That's definitely a word you've probably heard, Sophia, but you might not know that that's the Greek word for wisdom. Now, I like to say the Hebrew word, and certainly whenever it talks about Jesus growing in wisdom, what Luke has in mind is this Hebrew idea of wisdom. And the Hebrew word for wisdom is chachma, chachma. 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 You got to get the chachma. Can you get that sound in your throat? Chachma. (laughs) I can't say it. That's a good try. It's a little bit hard to say. We'll keep working on our Hebrew sounds. I'm not that great at it either, but it's chachma. Uh, Both of these words in Hebrew and then Sophia in Greek mean wisdom. 
And when we study God's Word, when we grow in our understanding of Scripture, it teaches us how to live well, which is the idea of wisdom. Wisdom means that we know how to live in the world God created, and we know how to apply God's Word to our lives. And as we do, we live better and enjoy the world better because of it. God gives us wisdom for how to live in His world. That's what Jesus was doing as he grew. He was becoming wise as he understood the scriptures, and God's favor was upon him. So, a great word in Charlotte. You can remember it as a person's name, but always remember that it means wisdom. Sophia. 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 Well, let's talk a little bit about our lessons learned for today, and then we'll close out today's episode in prayer. What are some things you've learned or lessons you might take away from this passage of Scripture? I learned that Jesus even got lost when he was a kid. When we learned that Jesus came to be like us, it meant that he grew up as a kid like you. So yeah, Jesus didn't disobey his parents. It says that once the parents found him and said, come with us, he obeyed them. But sometimes, just as humans, we make mistakes, and Jesus got lost just like perhaps you've gotten lost before, too. Good point, Charlotte. That he was sitting around and and hearing about the teaching and answering questions and asking questions, because we should ask questions, and that taught me that everyone should ask questions and study Scripture. And what happens in our lives when we, like Jesus, are obedient to studying and discussing and asking questions and learning about Scripture? What does it do for us that it also did for Jesus? Do you remember our word we learned today? Wisdom. That's right. When we study Scripture like Jesus and discuss it, it helps us also become wise like Jesus. And that's what Mary and Joseph did. Even when they didn't understand things, they listened and they stored it up in their hearts and pondered it and thought about it. And God revealed the meaning of those things to them. And so we do the same thing even as we're listening to this podcast. Well, I think we should close in prayer today and we'll finish up today's episode. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, We're thankful that you take the time to teach us your word. Just as Jesus learned how to read scripture and understand scripture, and even though it was often hard for him to understand and learn, just like it was hard for Mary and Joseph to sometimes understand, that we grow in wisdom as we ask questions and discuss and learn just like them. And so as your followers, we promise to take your scripture seriously. We promise to study it and ask questions and humble ourselves and submit our lives to what we find in your word. And even when you challenge us or say a hard word to us or ask us to live differently or do something differently, we'll trust you and be obedient because we know that you are wisdom. You are the best way for us to live in this world. So as we discuss your scriptures and learn your word, help us to become wise like you. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We have this little tradition in our house of offering a blessing before the kids go to school each day. In the book of Numbers, Aaron is given a blessing in which he puts God's name over his people. And we would like to offer you that blessing as we do each morning as well, too. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance to you and give you peace. And lots of peas to eat for lunch. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast. You can find notes for today's show by going to letstalkbible.kids. 
There you'll find this week's scripture, family discussion questions, and the word of the week. You can also send us a message, maybe a question you have about the Bible. Parents, there's also a sermon for each of our episodes to help you dig deeper into the week's passage. We hope our conversations inspire your family for some conversations of your own. Thanks for listening.